Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. This is Al Smith with Teresa Ran, Teresa Ran Consulting, and the leader of the Boss Lady Community. And I got to say that one more time. You did. <laughs> I've missed you. I miss if you, too. you are a regular listener, you know I've been doing the podcast on my own for a couple months. And I say on my own. Bobby is still uh, recording and are at, at, bleh, editing the recordings. Katie's still coming on once a month. But I started doing the podcast from my home, and. I think they sound fine. Bobby doesn't necessarily think they sound fine, but I told him everybody's not an engineer or producer, no. and, you know, so <laughs> he graciously agreed to keep working on them with yeah. me anyway. And then Al Smith, my friend, who yes. helped me get this thing started and has really gotten nothing out of this deal, <laughs> money or anything, oh, except good. that I miss seeing yeah, you every yeah, couple we of weeks. Yeah, got something going, didn't Yeah. We? But I know you've been hanging out with my husband a lot because I've been out of town. Yes. So every time I'm gone, I hear Alan, um, or Alan, Bobby, Alan, Bob, my yes. husband are doing something. But yes, it was I good, miss you. good to be you. back in the studio. Yes. This past weekend, yeah. I toured the big house and oh. I toured Capricorn Records in All my right. hometown of Macon, Georgia. We went up for a family wedding. And nice. I've never been inside either. Well, Capricorn just opened their museum, it's but the cool. big house, yeah. the Almond Brothers' house, I'd never been yes. inside of. For those who don't know, I'm a yeah, quite the Almond Brother. Yeah. No. So Anybody who knows me, <laughs> it's a little bit of an obsession. Say, so, yeah, I, they started. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were starting born in Daytona, but they, they really no, they were born in Nashville. Their oh, mother, okay. uh, father, See, was here we go. Father was murdered. <laughs> here we go. Father was murdered in Nashville. Mother moved to Daytona. Daytona, that's it. Uh, the older son, Dwayne, never yeah. really made it to high school and went yeah. off to be a rock star. And Greg did go to Seabreeze. So yeah. there's a, quite a lineage there. And a lot of a lot of people here grew up with them. So yeah. it's not, you know, there's a lot of connection. He, yeah. came, he came back quite a bit. He got in a lot of trouble coming back. Yeah, but, well. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there's a strong there's a strong lineage. But when we left the big house, touring the big house. Macon's where they're house, from. That's where right. they, just to be clear, if where you don't they know got the story. The big house is yeah. where the band, because it's an eight-piece band, yeah. lived, and they've turned it into a museum. Yeah, and, and it's pretty cool. <laughs> and the, what we did, we we normally, you know, when you go to your hometown, you go to, rec, or we do, regular restaurants that are grew up yeah. eating at that are just in that town. So we decided to go to H&H. Yes. Did you go to H&H while I you were the there? Okay. <laughs> so what's cool about H&H, Best it's literally, what that's what I had, fried chicken. It only, only has probably 10 tables, maybe. And yeah. my grandmother used to take me there. She knew the original owners mm -hmm. back in the day. And whenever I was sick, quote unquote, at school, I'd call my grandmother because my mom wouldn't come get me. Right. And my grandmother would come get me. And we'd always go downtown because she owned the antique store. So we'd shop in all the stores downtown. And then we would go to H&H &H and eat. And when I walked in there on Saturday, I literally started crying because oh. the smell and the feel and I promise you nothing in there has changed. No, I think they've painted it. But other than that, and the two ladies uh, are no longer alive, but their children run it. Mm -hmm. And the food was the same. Oh, I had so good old good. Southern cooking, fried chicken and cabbage and cornbread. <laughs> all those biscuits. good things. Biscuits. <laughs> yep, biscuits we had it all. And um, so it was, it was bittersweet to go back. And But the as you well know, for our listeners or that may not know, that's where the Almond Brothers, when they were poor, I mean, yeah. literally, before they became famous, they were eating yes, there. Yes, the, the, the lady's name who, who would feed, 
because they, you know, they was, became famous, but they weren't famous when they got to Macon. Right. They were and famous when they left Macon. She took care of them, and she, she even went on to uh, Henderson, I think, she was took her care name. Of them, Mama and H. And they took it, Mama and H, and they, they took, took care, care of her for the yeah. rest of her life. They, yeah. They, they took care of her. Yeah. So it's just a cool story. It, it was it was uh, a really nice weekend, so I thought about you while Well, we yeah, there. Macon's like really the the amount of the number of places that included where the Allman brothers are featured mm-hmm. or part, there's a whole tour of places. Yeah. So they've really, um, leaned into that. Well, and where they're buried too, you know, you know we didn't, we didn't go there, to yeah. the cemetery. We decided we'd pass that, but we did the rest of it. And it was yeah. fun, fun, Good. a lot of history in Macon, a lot of history in Macon. Um, but one of the things while I was there, we went to uh, a wedding, a family wedding and the, both the bride and groom, our teachers. And so as part of the decorations in the reception, they had these frames that says, what does love mean? They asked their students between, I think it was the fourth grade and the sixth grade, what does love mean? And they literally took their handwritten answers, framed them in little three by five, fra- three by five frames, and they were all over the um, the reception area. So it was cool. really, really yeah. cute. And so on the way home, when I was driving home, I was thinking, I was like, you know, there's so much we can learn from young people. Yeah. And then I got to thinking about people in my life, and a lot of the people that I surround myself with now are a dozen or more years younger than me. And I started thinking about Bobby and Jennifer, who's been on the show, Darlene, who's been on the show, Katie was one, that these are people I call to learn things from. and. Not that us old people don't have wisdom, we do. <laughs> but I'm, I really got to thinking the older I get, the more I reach out to young people. So I called Katie, and Katie and I talked, and we decided to have her and her kids on yeah, tonight. that's cool. So that's what we have to look forward to. Out of the mouth of babes, they say, right? Right, yeah. And I, I thought about making that my random thought, but instead I did— um, and I didn't write it down. I wrote it in the blog. But basically it says, the older I get— the more I learn from young people. Yeah. The older I get, the more I learn from young people. So yeah. we're going to learn a few things tonight. Well, yeah, and I get tired of people looking at me for answers. So I could go to that. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, the older I get, the more like, people look at me. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've just been here a little longer Age than Age does not always <laughs> mean wisdom. <laughs> no. There no. are lessons learned. There's but it, your random thought right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's the random thought, Bobby. Oh, yeah. Age does not always mean wisdom. But we can learn a lot from young people. We stop and take the time and listen. You know, the work I'm doing with our local community college, I'm learning from those students all the time. Yeah. You know, about things that they... Um, and it's not just the the normal technology. If I need anything on my phone, I ask a grandkid. But it's just their approach to life. Yeah. Every generation's approach to life is different. But I don't want to get so old that I'm like, oh, those young people don't know anything. I don't want. I don't want to be that person. No, I, I can't. Oh, whippersnappers. Young whippersnappers. Well, you know, yeah. The world's coming to an end. The way these young you know, people and that, are. And that's how I have. It's funny you say that because I have a very strong feeling about that when it comes to music. Because mm. most people my age do do not want to do, no longer want to explore or venture into new music. They want to keep listening to the same bands and same uh, songs, same sure. thing that they've listened to. And it's like I'm I'm very much enjoy finding new music. And oh yeah, not trying to figure out what it's about, whether I like it or not. You know, right? Well, time right. will tell. But there's so much, so many good, great 
young artists out there yeah. doing so many amazing things. And then if you just hung up, listen to classic rock, you know, the whole life, it's, <laughs> I find it That's very limiting. True. So it's true in other parts of yeah. life too, right? That's yeah. my point. It's like. Yeah. So how do you find new music, though? Because you like classic rock. Yeah, yeah, my, oh, yeah. my brother, that was about all he listened to. Yeah. But So how do you decide new music? It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I listen to uh, Sirius XM radio, mm. so I, I catch a lot there. I, I, uh, I go to several festivals. You learn. You you find. What you go to that? a festival with bands, and then you'll you go to see one band, and then you'll end up seeing. What a, was that thing you and my husband used to go to? The Wani Fest. The yeah. Wani Fest. Yeah, yeah. they'll start by the Allman Brothers. Yeah. yeah, But then there's always younger bands there. Right? Yeah, there's a guy named Billy Strings right now. Have you heard of Billy Strings? He's this. Uh, he's young guy. He's probably uh, maybe thirty, but he um he sold out the Ampi uh, next weekend. The uh, St. Augustine Amphitheater, three nights in a row. He sold it. Wow. Playing bluegrass. Wow. Young guys playing bluegrass. And the songs he plays are not, there's not, that's not new necessarily. They've they've kind of rocked him up a little or done some stuff, but the guy is such an amazing talent. Wow. Bob and I are going to see Victor Wainwright this week. Oh, yeah. At 31. Yep. There you go. We're going to see him Thursday night, which will be the night the podcast comes out, and we fly out to another family wedding. Half our family is getting married this year uh, at 6 o'clock the next morning. Ooh. <laughs> well, he'll be so, done. He won't be too late. Yeah, it's not Victor I'm worried about. It's the bottle of wine we drink. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or two that we drink while we're <laughs> yeah, listening. Well, isn't it? Well, I know he'll be over early. So, that. Well, we, that, yeah. that'll take you back to uh, you know, Victor Wainwright. If you don't know, check him out. He's uh, oh, geez, great, so um, good. Um, piano player, boogie woogie player that uh, started in my restaurant that I, I had know, years ago. I and so you're going, that's what you're going to see is what we used to have in the yeah, restaurant once a month. I can't wait. Yeah, because I've only ever seen him at the bigger venue. Right. So I'm so looking forward solo. to it. Yeah. But um, so we have some young people to get to. Yes. So as I said, random the old people thought, get out of the way. Old people get out of the way. We're going to invite Katie and her kids to share some words of Young wisdom with us. All right. Very good. So that will take a break. And we uh, this is the last time I get to say this. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> it's probably not the last time. Okay, well. uh, but it's not all the time. Okay, what I'll did you back. tell me when we, we were texting and you said that when the teeth, well, when did you, something out of um, yeah. Karate Kid? Well, the student, when the student, the teacher appears when the student, well, the, no, something like that. No, I don't know what I tell you. Something about when the the student gets smarter than the teacher, <laughs> yeah, something uh, right. like that. Yes, the student has become the teacher. <laughs> yes. something like that. I taught you all I can teach you. It's probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that Fly that's away, true, but uh, I never would have been done it by myself, as you no. well know. I never would have got started. I, I'm happy without. to come back anytime you need. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, good deal. All right. Okay. With that, we'll be back Great. with the kids. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work-from-home parent, you are a boss. Together, we are cultivating your personal and professional growth. Check out TeresaRanConsulting.com today to find out more about this movement. We're back from the break, and it's great to be re- reunited with Al and Bobby and Katie. Yeah. But tonight's focus is on Katie 
and two other special guests. I did. I got to bring some special guests with me, and I'm so excited. I am, too. If you read my blog this week, I talked about how I'm finding as I get older that I'm learning more and more from people significantly younger than me. And I actually called out Bobby, Katie, Darlene, uh, and Jennifer, some friends of mine in in my podcast or in my blog. But then when Katie and I were chatting, I was like, you know what? There's people even younger than those four that we might can learn from. So who do we have with us today, Katie? Well, today I'm very excited to introduce my kids. With me today are Max, who's 11. You can say hi. Hi. And Sadie, who's nine. Hi. And um, I brought them because, as as your blog said and as you've said, um, there are things that we can learn from folks younger than us, and there are things that we sort of forget as we get older. You know, we get so influenced by culture and society and what we're supposed to say and we're not supposed to say and our self-consciousness and all of these things. So I thought we might get some, I totally did not prep them, by the way. Yeah, good. So I thought we might get some just sort of raw insight from some young folks today. Awesome. Well, you know, one of the things I often hear, and I'm trying to remember where I was not too long ago, and it, there was somebody giving a talk, and they were talking about just, we don't even play like children anymore. We're, we don't have that freedom that we always worry about what somebody thinks or what somebody's going to say, and children don't often always feel that way. Now, I don't know at what age you start worrying about what everybody thinks. Maybe y'all are old enough to do that, but... For the most part, I think kids are just kids as long as we let them be. It's been a long time since I have kids. I now have grandkids older than you guys, but um, and I love to play with them. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll play some today and kind of see what these knuckleheads come up with because <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see. I really don't know what they might yeah. say. <laughs> so, Max, are you glad to be on the podcast? I know it's not a YouTube. You came in and said you wanted to be a YouTuber, right? But you can talk to Bobby later about that. Mm-hmm. 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 So are you glad to be here? Yeah. It's kind of just like a prep. It's a prep. That's a good That's a good way to look at it. It's practice for what the future's going to bring. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Sadie? This is kind of nerve-wracking It's for me. me. <laughs> Why is it? It's just us, just your mom and a couple of her friends hanging out. You get used to it. Listen, the first time I was here... Bobby and Mr. Al can tell you, I was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it by myself. I had to talk to Al a lot. Uh, I wanted Al to do most of the talking. So that's very, very normal. Mm-hmm. So why would you say yes? Because I'm sure your mom didn't force you to be here. No. It's because I want to do, like, maybe a YouTube channel, too, but about something probably other than Max would want to do. And I'm kind of socially awkward. Why? Why do you say that? You don't. You didn't come in here like you were socially awkward. I have to say, she has more friends than me. Oh, she does. Okay. I'm good at making friends, but that's because I'm socially awkward, and I can understand how other people can feel about that. Well, yeah. how, how about we and, put that down as our first lesson? And <laughs> a lot of kids do like are worried what other people think, and that's why most kids become bullies because ah. they're they're worried what other people will think about them so they they're rude to other people that that might think that like that they're worried might you, think you know what i talked to a college class today and this young woman that asked the question was probably 20ish and we were talking about going out and sharing your business and being in a crowd of people and talking and 
building relationships to build a business. And she raised her hand and she said, but I really am afraid to talk to people in a big crowd. Mm -hmm. And what I told her is to when you go in a room, look around because most people feel just like you, Sadie. Mm -hmm. And the ones that are talking the most are usually overcompensating because they feel that way the most. (laughs) (laughs) But you find, and I said to her, find the person that's not making eye contact or looking down or not talking to anybody and talk to that person. And that's, that's exactly what you just said. So, Max, what about you? How do you, I mean, you didn't describe yourself as socially awkward. Well, that's because, like, because I'm not socially awkward, I'm awkward. Everybody, like, I feel like everybody else in my class is, like, some sort of socially awkward. And, like, I'm not really socially awkward, so that makes me kind of awkward. So I only have a few friends. (laughs) I only have a few friends, too, and I like it that way. (laughs) Max, I'm curious. Can you tell us, do you ever feel self-conscious or nervous about, do you think about what other people think of you? Do you ever think about that? Well... Sometimes, like, when I do something embarrassing that I feel is embarrassing, um, sometimes it's just, I hope nobody notices and I try to roll it off my back. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tricks for how you kind of let go of things that are bothering you or make you feel nervous or uncomfortable? I just kind of think of something else that makes me happy. Like my few friends that I have. I think that's a good idea that's to switch a your great ideas. Great technique. Yeah. And Sadie, what about you? Do you have some ways that you deal with things where you feel uncomfortable or awkward or embarrassed and, and maybe what you do to feel, I don't know, normal again? Well, what I do is sometimes I think about something else. Sometimes I just start making up stories of how that could have gone or how about and then that like make reminds me of like a different thing, and then I start thinking about that, and I start making stories about that, and mm. <laughs> it's weird. And then I just kind of get myself so sidetracked that I forget it was awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That works. You know, and uh, sometimes I like to think in terms of this is the part of the story where the girl feels uncomfortable. And what that does for me is it allows it to be a piece of my story but not be all of who I am. So I know that there are parts of my story where I feel uncomfortable, and I know there are parts of my story where I feel very happy, where I feel very successful and capable and powerful, and parts where I feel very uncomfortable and nervous and those kind of things. Like, you just know if you turn the, uh, the next page, it'll, you'll have a new blank page to start writing on. That's a pretty cool cool, strategy. That's a very cool strategy. (laughs) At nine years old, I didn't even know the word strategy. Well, Sadie started talking at about nine months old, and she hasn't. Has it stopped? I don't don't know where she gets it. (laughs) I don't know where she gets it either, Katie. She came upon that. Very strange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Max, I wondered if you could share with us um, some of your strategies for, like, when you get upset or angry or kind of what you do with the mad that you feel? Well, sometimes I use this strategy I call shark fin, where I put my hands to my face and I take deep breaths as I move it to my chest. And other times I just think of things that just kind of make me happy. That's a good one. And what about you, Sadie? So how I usually get away from anger or like feelings like that is um, when I'm angry at somebody for doing something, I kind of, for 
I walk, like, I stop thinking about it completely. <laughs> I take some deep breaths. I calm myself down. And I talk to people about it. Like, I, I, I try to tell them what's making me annoyed or upset at them. And usually, if they're, if they're like, not upset at me for being upset at them, <laughs> they'll, they'll say sorry and they'll try to stop doing that if it's something they do a lot. Yeah. And when people get angry at me... Oh, y'all couldn't see you that. Did. She just oh, looked at her I brother. <laughs> that would have made a good visual. She just cut her eyes completely at Max and said, such as. I didn't say anything, but. You um, didn't have to. <laughs> when people get mad at me, it it does kind of make me mad at them. Because I don't want people to get mad at me. Because I want, I want to feel them. I want to feel them. And I want to make them feel like, like. They're at home. They're at peace. There's nothing wrong with them. Because there isn't. Other people may just... Other people may just be like that. They, Other people just might be like rude. And I want to make people feel happy. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, so I don't want to make... I don't like it when people are angry at me. Yeah, I get that. And I appreciate you sharing your strategies. I know you guys have some good strategies. Max, did you have another strategy you wanted to share? Well, it's not really strategy, but I've been going through mood swings recently. Oh. And so I've been using those strategies a lot more. Like one time when I was in bed, all of a sudden I started crying Mm. because I missed when me and Zay were actually friends and she wasn't giving me sideways glances when she was when she said when people make me angry, such as. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what do you do with that feeling? I just kind of. Stuff it away, and then it comes out later. Yeah. Do you have any other strategies? I think sometimes when we stuff our feelings away, like you said, they come back later, maybe at unexpected Mm. times. And And stronger, too. Sometimes stronger. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so sometimes I, I don't know about you guys, I like to journal or talk about about my feelings. Or sometimes actually just like sitting and being sad, you know, like just doing the crying. Just cry. Yeah, absolutely. That reminds me. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. That You're reminds fine. me of this Dork Diaries book <laughs> I've been reading. The Wait, series, what's the book? It's called Dork Diaries. It's a pretty good like book. Like D-O-R-K? Uh-huh. Yeah, Dork, Dork Diaries. You talk so fast. <laughs> I'm having, having to listen really fast. I'll talk slower. That's okay. You're fine. I'm catching up. So I'm, I read this Dork Diaries book series, and there's this girl that, um, that when she just feels upset, she... When she's upset, she sits and starts crying for long periods of time. Mm-hmm. And then she says, for some reason, that makes me feel a lot better. And it does. It just gets the feelings out. And when we stuff our, when our family calls it when we stuff our feelings up and hold them in, it's called the suitcase. We call it the suitcase, the feeling suitcase. And we, when you shove all the papers in the suitcase over and over again, you shove them all in, someday, sometime, they're going to burst out. And it's going to be huge, like, like. Oh, yeah. Blow the top off, yeah. right? They're going to blow the top off. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Is so it? sometimes when we're talking about those feelings, yeah, um, we talk about the suitcase and we, we, we talk about the suitcase and we're like, okay, let's let out the suitcase. And so everybody plugs their ears and then whoever's letting out their suitcase, they scream as loud as they can <laughs> and we let out all that anger. And then everybody goes and then when we all feel happy and calm again, 
We continue driving. <laughs> we just That's, get going on like nothing happened. You know, when I, I have three children, and they're all adults now, but when they were little, and they, they would have been, you know, just to give you an example, they would have been 12, 10, and 4, so in that age range. Wow. And when I came home from work every day, I'd pick them up. You know, they were in daycare. They were actually at the Y with me. But we'd get in the car and ride home, and everybody wanted to talk at one time because <laughs> we hadn't been together all day. So we came up with a rule where, and then the second thing was everybody went to eat. And I'd been working all day. I'm like, I, I don't know right now what's for dinner. Just, you know, everybody take a deep breath. So I, we had a rule. We had a 30-minute rule at my house. So the second we got home from work, everybody went to their rooms for 30 minutes. And then at the end of 30 minutes, we could come back. And we had kind of, you know, I didn't know back then the whole deep breathing thing and the shark exercise that you did with us. I wish I'd have known all of that. But it just gave us time to simmer down, check in with how we're feeling, and it gave all of us time to separate before we could come back together and we'd decide what we're going to have dinner and do homework, and life was better. Max? Yeah. Um, I actually got that strategy from the book, this book, Ma- Master Mindfulness, which was by a fifth grade class. Oh, cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Sadie, you want to say one more thing, and then I want to change us topics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so one thing to do just to like, let everybody cool down is read a good book. Always. If you just read a good book, you don't have to feel the feelings you're feeling. You can Mm. feel, you can feel the feelings that the person in the book's feeling and you can just kind of really get into the story. Cause when I read books, I'm in a whole different world. I will not get out of that world until somebody taps me or yells. (laughs) I just love you. Absolutely. When I finish a book, I miss my people in the book. I'm like, wait, I miss you. And it takes me a little bit to get into another book because I get so caught up in the characters and so caught up. And it's my favorite thing to do to kind of get my mind off anything. I read every night before I go to bed just to unstress a little bit. I have a lot of stuff to do in the day, so not always at night. Not always at night. Yeah, yeah. not always. But, but whatever works for you, yep. So I want to ask you something else. I have no <laughs> idea what they're going to say. So this is really, like, I'm, I'm like, we have I'm Bobby. nervous today, we too. We still have yeah, an edit button. We, edit, we'll use the edit button. Um, you might need the button. Okay, so we'll start with Max. Max, right. what do you think is most important in life? Mm. I don't really know. I mean, I think all part of all parts of life are important, not just like the parts that you dot down. Hmm. Like being born is important, but like you can't remember that forever. You can't dot it down. Like taking your first steps is important, but you can't dot it down. You won't remember it forever. You won't remember that exact moment forever. Hmm. What feels it's important like, to you now uh, as an 11-year-old? Well, school really. I have a lot of school, a lot, well, not really a lot of homework because I do my homework in class. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just school's kind of overwhelming right now. I'm mm-hmm. almost going to be a, I'm almost a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. I'm almost going to be the youngest again. I spent six years oh, trying to yeah. be like the <laughs> oldest. Yeah. Now you got to start at youngest again. Now I got to yeah, start youngest again, yeah. Yeah. Life is mm. like that sometimes. It's interesting how you go through these phases of feeling like you're mastering things and then feeling like you're starting over things. 
I think that's a part of... That's why I want to make a good impression on my first day in middle school. I want to start over, start fresh. Yeah. yeah. It's that blank page Sadie talked about, right? Yeah. yeah. you got a blank page, so you start all or over. Or like a blank chapter. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like a blank chapter. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Sadie? What do you think is important in life? Well, the most important things that I think are the most important is friends. You need friends. You need... You need that base of people you know you like being around before you can move on with life. And, of course, everything in life is mostly important. Like, mad is important. Sad is important. Even though some people might think just happy is important. That's not right, because if you didn't have sad, you wouldn't have happy. I was going to say, how would we know we were happy if we didn't know when we were sad, right? Yeah, if you didn't know when you were angry, when would you know if you were calm? Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you need to feel everything. Even if sometimes or some pages, it's not going to be a good thing. Right. Mm. Not going to feel good when you're in the middle of it, but still important, huh? It's Life is important, no matter what. If you're living a life, that's important. Mm. It doesn't matter if you have a bad one or a good one. Life. Life <laughs> in all of its glory is important. I like that, Sadie. Amen. <laughs> oh, Max is clapping. Max, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good pumpkin. job. Good job. <laughs> Your applause is recorded. <laughs> Sadie, um, I'll start with you this time. I'm curious, what are some things in your life that make you feel joy? Well, I like being around my friends and my family. And like in our condo, there's people that feel like family, that aren't exactly family, but feel like it. And those Mm. are important people, and I like being around them, and they make me feel joy, and... And, you know, just having having good times, like watching movies for Mm. a little while, or having a sleepover with a friend, like playing a small board game with somebody you don't really know and becoming friends. That's what brings me... That's what brings me, me... That's what brings me... Joy and happiness. Thanks, Sadie. What about you, Max? What What do you think brings you joy in life? Well, a lot of things bring me joy. Like what? My blankies. They bring me joy. Mm. Yeah. Um, beating this game that I worked on. That I worked. That means they worked hard on. Made me happy. I was waiting to hear that. <laughs> I was waiting to hear that because you did work really hard on that game. You beat it in one week. <laughs> in one week. But the average player beats it in 22 hours. Oh, wow. wow. In 18 know. hours if you're really smart. Mm. <laughs> Not really smart, really skilled. Really skilled. Yeah, maybe both. Uh, yeah, maybe mm. both. Probably both. Well, I really appreciate that um, you guys sharing. Part of the reason we want to hear from kids, for me anyway, is um, there's this book I'm really fond of. Do you guys know what book I'm really fond of that I talk about a lot? Uh, no. Like what maybe in church? No. Um, uh, I don't really pay attention in church. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, kids. I don't really pay attention in church. I have to repeat what Max said because we were laughing, but I've done they are normal kids. They are quite normal, and you can tell I did not prep them um, <laughs> on purpose. Great. On purpose, but yeah, in the Bible, Jesus talks to people about like letting coming to Him like a child, mm. to being like children, and coming to Jesus like children. And so, you know, as Teresa and I started off talking about, there's a lot we can learn from you guys about what it's like to be a kid, about remembering what brings us joy and, you know, the lessons that you're learning in life. You want to share something? Yeah. So 
Um, when you were talking about the Bible, you know that you got us that beginner Bible, which I've read like 10 times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I remember this part of it where the disciples were like gr- being all grown up and they were like, no, you can't go to Jesus. But Jesus was like, you have to let the children come to me. How else are they going to learn? And like, you have to let children be, well, children, mm-hmm. if if you're going to let them learn in life, if you're going to let them do their thing and grow up because you even if like even if like life might have downsides you got to let it have downsides you can't spoil the child or when they're older and they have to do stuff themselves they won't be able to that's right that's our job as parents right yeah <laughs> cd i'm gonna need to play this back for you when yeah, it's time you to do are. chores <laughs> so you remember <laughs> that's right that's you have to let right children be children Oh, no right. chores. But you also said <laughs> no chores. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, I really appreciate you guys sharing with us your thoughts and ideas and being brave enough to come on the microphones and the headsets and all of that. Hey, I want to make three YouTube channels, so. Okay. <laughs> one for art, one for gaming, and one for doing we crazy things in somewhere. my own house. Yeah, so art, gaming, and doing crazy Please. things in your crazy own house. Things. So that, be prepared. Okay, we can hardly wait. That That will be great. Well, I want to thank you guys for being here. This was a lot of fun. And we make it's over already. (laughs) I know it goes really fast, doesn't it? It does. But your mom comes back once a month. And so maybe we'll have you guys on another time. Maybe you think about a topic you want to talk about. Do we get to come back? And you can come back another time. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so it tell Mr. Bobby thank children. you oh. for being here. And thank, thank you, Mr. Bobby. He's going to make you sound really good. And I, I would love to be a fly on the wall when you guys hear this this week. It won't be out for a couple days. But going to make you sound just like this. <laughs> <laughs> You have to let kids be kids. <laughs> so, any parting words of wisdom? If you could tell adults one thing, what would you tell them? I have an idea. Okay. Adults out there, everybody, you need to be more creative. Mm. Ah. I suggest watching this YouTube channel called Mariah Elizabeth. It is hilarious. You must watch. <laughs> Uh, all right, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I think that's an appropriate ending, Katie. <laughs> You're doing a great job, honey. Oh, <laughs> I know. Reminds me why I'm happy to be a grandparent. <laughs> but I do miss those days. And and you look back, they go so very, very fast. So Max, Sadie, thank you guys for being here. You're welcome. welcome. We're going to end the show like I always do with my grandfather saying when he was alive, he always told us to take time to stop and smell the roses. So until we meet again, take care. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs)